to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira. And Stu Lagtite. Last week, Bizdira went out to try to spread goodwill amongst the people of the world below. She encountered some stalactite miners in trouble and worked on saving them from certain doom by... Um jumping around three tiers of the city and knocking people off of staircases? <laughs> she did some other You're things, welcome, too. You're welcome, people. You're welcome. <laughs> she did some other things, too, and so far, it does look like three of the four miners are in the clear. One of them, however, is in a rough situation, having fallen off the stalactite scaffolding. Will our imperiled miner survive? Does Bizdira have one more trick up her sleeve? And how nervous is Lydia for a mostly diplomatic episode? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hey, I will say very, but I have my wine, so we're going to go through it. It's going to be great. (laughs) We're going to get this done. I like it. That's right. That's right. Uh, So how are we doing this week? How's everything? I know for us in real life, it's been 15 minutes, but you know. Been enough time for a glass of wine, a pee, and a cocktail that I suddenly appeared in my hand and is now gone. So (laughs) I congratulate you. I congratulate you. you. Uh, I got myself a beer as well. And uh, Nick, are you you imbibing with us? Yes, I'm drinking rum and Cokes. Captain Morgan specifically. Solid. Um, So we were chatting uh, and I realized that like without the Bria and Bizdira energy together in these intros to like (laughs) cause the banter to go on for longer than it really should. uh, We needed we needed something of a little like uh, prompt for our banter this week. Uh, And and Nick asked us a great question for our prompt, which was what? What are you guys binging during this quarantine? Yeah. So Bizdira is not binging anything because she's... Mm. A goddamn a adult character. <laughs> oh well. All right. Lydia is not binging anything either because she's a goddamn adult. Apparently. Yes. No. So we set up very strict, specific rules to keep our sanity. Now, one: no TV or booze before five or six o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> That's a great. You've already rule. lost me. I've already it's lost. Very the great rule. <laughs> it's very difficult, but we also have not had. Well, I had my first night off last night for the first time in three weeks of drinking. So. For our wallet's sake and our liver's sake, give it a few hours. Second, we don't binge anything. What we do is we have like three or four hour longs. We have three or four 30 minutes. We watch an episode of something and then we move on to something else. Unless it's the last two episodes of a season, then we'll watch the last two episodes. You gotta watch them back to back. You can't can't leave that cliffhanger. Right, no. uh... You have to do it. In addition to that, we've started... This is Lydia's guide to quarantine. (laughs) Yes. I've started a list. I'm taking notes. Truly. Movies and TV shows that we found interesting on lists, various lists circulating the interwebs and suggestions from friends and family. In addition to that, I wake up at 8.30 every morning because my cats refuse to let me sleep in any later. And I purposely get up, do a workout, and then I wake up my boyfriend and then he and I do yoga together. And it's been beautiful. That's great. Very nice. That's great. I I do get up usually between 8.30 and 9 every day. Uh, and I know that when we get to Nick's part of this, he's going to be like, well, I got to work like a goddamn adult, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> uh, but we are definitely binging things in my household. Uh, mm. I watched Haunting of Hill House for the fourth time. If you have not watched it, you absolutely should. If you have, I, tweet at me or something so we can talk about it because I never get tired of that damn show. Uh, what else? We just, we finished Nailed It Season 4. Yes, it did come out two days before we recorded this. Yes, we did watch all of them in two days. They're like 25 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Don't at me. Uh, we're Westworlding. I think we might be hate-watching th- this season, though, mm-hmm. at this point. Are you watching it too, Nick? 
Yeah, I'm watching it. I, I just uh, I I just want to get to the end. I don't exactly. want it, I don't want it to be a series that I can't com- that I didn't complete. I don't Correct. want it to be looming over my head, but I just enjoyed I this saw... first season so much. It's just like it's holding on to me but just barely. Yeah, and there are some char- like I love Maeve. Mm-hmm. And so like I'll watch for her. <laughs> honestly. Um no spoilers, so that's all I'm going to say, but uh yeah, what else what else are we watching? That's our regular weekly. I don't know, what are you watching, Nick? Uh I'm currently watching Shameless and oh. uh Superstore. I like to Superstore pa- is fan fucking It's so good. I love pairing love like a drama with a comedy. Uh mm-hmm. it's just the best. You just do two episodes of one, then two episodes of the next and back and forth and back and forth. I, I do I, I do have I do still I am still luckily working. Um so we haven't been able to like finish any series yet, but um like to sneak in a Batman the Animated <laughs> series whenever I get a chance. <gasps> yes. And, uh, yeah, I have so snuck in like an X Men the animated yeah. series every now and again. Mm-hmm. Oh, and everyone keeps telling me that now that onwards on Disney Plus we gotta watch that. So oh, I, I we'll just watched it. Oh yeah. okay. Good. We are not discussing it because this okay. is not the <laughs> podcast for this. However, <laughs> just simple yes or no, have you watched Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> no. I have not. No. Okay, great. So good. We're really not going to discuss it. Um, I that will say was, one thing. Uh, go, please. We just bought a new Apple TV. Oh. Because HBO now has decided that one, uh, the Apple 2 and 3 are not going to be working oh, no. anymore. And this we is, said, fuck this that. This is the product plug banter. What is, is happening? I know. This is the worst possible time. But we knew that this was in a need to happen eventually thing. Because every once in a while, our Apple TV gets tired and just mm. restarts. So that's been a thing. But I realized when you guys were talking about your shows, I didn't actually tell you any of the shows that I'm actually oh, watching. Oh, right. Though. Yeah. What are you watching? So... <laughs> It's a lot because of how we watch our shows. Sure. So we are like two episodes away from finishing Shit's Creek. Never We've got been into watching it. Blasphemy, um, I know. another show called Cuckoo, which is weird. The first <laughs> season was kind of funny. The second season, eh, I'm not sure how okay. I feel about it. We're watching Kin's Convenience, which if you haven't seen on oh, Netflix, yeah. it's super funny. Yeah. And my boyfriend turned to me at one point and was like, I really. Out of all the shows we watch, I identify with the father in this so much more than anything else. And I was like, it's because you are him. him. Yep. He is you. You are him. If you had kids, this is how you would be. Correct. And it made me laugh. Correct. Um, Obviously, Westworld. Uh, We finished Hunters on Amazon Prime, which is really good. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, we've thought about that one. Mindhunter also we just finished. Yeah. Uh, Grace and Frankie, you told me before uh, we started Grace recording. Grace and Frankie, yes. Which we just I love. started. Yes. Super happy about this that. This truly, I promise we're going to get to some D&D, but like, I feel like this is useful information It is for very people. useful information <laughs> to understand our humor. We just finished Gotham, which I was very excited for it to be over because that season was driving me nuts. <laughs> Oh, um, I meant this is useful so that people can get, like, recommendations. Although I will oh. say this episode's not going to air for a month after yeah. we're recording it. So who knows what the state of the world so will be at that point. Be. Oh, we got uh, – we're also watching Happy, the second season oh, of Happy. Yeah. Very big fan. And Ozark. We just started. And we just watched the first episode of Broadchurch, which was really fucking hard to watch. Yeah. Um. So we haven't gotten back to it yet. All right. Well, this has been our survival guide to <laughs> social distancing <laughs> and quarantine, which – may or may not still be in strong effect when this episode comes out. I don't know what's going to happen in a month. Who knows? Uh, but if it was useful to you, how great. Should we play some D&D? We Let's do it. play some D&D. Or our, our version thereof, I suppose. All right, fantastic. So as we left last week, the miners, uh, one of them had gotten across and was laying, breathing heavily on solid <laughs> ground, walkway, whatever, on upper. Uh, the other two uh, were ready to make their way across the uh, little rope 
bridge is a generous term the rope just rope, <laughs> just the rope. that is spanning the gap uh, and but the fourth miner had come over and the scaffolding had tilted an additional 30 degrees and the miner scrabbled and tried to get a handhold but couldn't and tumbled from the edge of the scaffolding and gently begins to slowly descend And and it takes a few seconds before the miner realizes what's happening, and they're sort of flailing and yelling, and gr- and then realizing that they're not really. I mean, they're definitely falling, but like not particularly quickly. Just sort of gently floating down. <laughs> I'm sorry, audio medium. Yeah. Stu's face, brilliant, <laughs> absolutely. This is the first Amazing. time Stu has seen uh, seen this happen. So shock. Uh, immediately at his at his fellow miner friend, uh, if you will, uh, not dying and falling to his death is very very shocking. I, and you are not alone in that. The, the crowd that had gathered around you and your other miner friends who watched it. I mean, it was it was that very you know cinematic sort of everyone. <gasps> and then and then less cinematic, slow slow gentle drift. A Mary Poppins drift down, if you will. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna take him a few seconds to sort of get all the way down to middle because he's they're sort of past where they could grab onto something. But all is all is well. And Bizdira would recognize this at this point, correct? Because Flick can do this, right? Flick can do this, yes. And and as he was learning it, I'm sure he experimented on you yeah. all or something. He's gonna get mad at me for saying that, but uh, <laughs> so so yeah, absolutely. You have seen this before, or at least something like it. All right. So she, I think, I I hope she's clever enough to understand what that weird sensation she felt was. I mean, at this point, yeah. Oh yeah. By now, yeah. In, in the moment, maybe not. But now that you've seen this, yeah. I for feel sure. like because she's like holding. On to the wall. I feel like she'd like put a foot out and maybe like hang a little bit to feel. And you start could... to like drift down. Yeah, but she's still holding on, and she's like, "Okay, oh. cool." Um, <laughs> and carry on. Uh, Leave the story. Well, I, you tell me. I mean, at this point, uh, the falling miner is is gonna be fine. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be a few, a little while, but but that miner will be fine. Great. Stu and and unnamed other miner and Bizdira. What are the three of you doing? <laughs> Continuing down the rope uh, to get yeah. to safety as, as soon as possible yeah. now. And the other miner will follow you. Bizdira, you had like a plan or, I don't know, you, you made that face that you make. I did. I had a thought. Oh boy. But the problem is, I love my rope. <laughs> how long do we have? You love what? Oh, your rope. I love my rope. We know well, how this. long do you plan on staying here? Maybe you can do what you want and then get the rope later. No, that's not how she would do it, though. It's, it, she, it like, she, she really loves she her really rope. She really wants it. Okay, <laughs> I actually have a question, a, uh-huh. a mechanical question. Uh-huh. If I were to use a key point to long jump back to the bridge, can I basically kind of do like that swimmer's thing where you're on the side of the wall and then like just jump? Would I still make it? Oh. Or can I just like um, do I really do I need a running jet? Do I can I just jump it? Can I just like so, burst all right, so from the wall? So mechanically what would happen is without your 10-foot running start, your long jump is halved, which means that you would just basically have your normal long jump, which would be 12 feet and thus about 8 feet short of what you need. But I think that sounds dope. So why don't you make me a dexterity acrobatics check? Because I'll be nice. Because this sounds cool. Okay. Uh, and let's see. Let's see what happens. Because we know that if you miss, like it'll be fine. I mean, realistically, how I'm picturing it in my head is her just like when everyone gets across, untying the rope, and then just like. 
pulling herself, like walking, just like pulling herself across. <laughs> kind of fast, obviously, because she's in jump, but she also has feather fall. So like right. she's just like I mean, kind between of... feather fall and slow fall. Uh, yes, sure. I just, let's that... have it. Let's have the acrobatics check and see like what it actually looks like. That's just a twenty one. Oh, oh yeah, it's exactly like you just described. <laughs> like it's like a mime, except there's actually a rope. Yeah. So it's a mime pulling a rope, like walking across the air, <laughs> like as like rope is dangling more down because she untied it. Which right. I will say for the listeners, what she really wanted to do was she wanted to tie rope across the rope, but because Bazir is obsessed with rope, she needed to have the rope. So thus the miming. So she does that. I love it. And she's grinning like a fucking goof, staring at the miners, like, "Hey guys." <laughs> At this point, I would assume that Stu uh, has gotten to the end of the rope and is just and just sits down exactly where he landed, and is just like breathing heavily, and then looks up to see this this being, this hu- this person, uh, doing this weird walk on air over to him, and is just like, okay, this day cannot get any crazier. At this point. <laughs> Uh, your, your two remain, well, not remaining, it sounds like the other one died, but the two minor friends of yours <laughs> that are there, uh, are, are feeling very much the same way, and as Bazdir gets to the end, and alights back on, on solid ground, the one who has just sort of been flat on his back, uh, watching, uh, who's, who's also a dwarf, uh, just sort of raises one finger and says, uh, not to be a stereotype, but ale, please. Mm. Yes, I think, Bizdira, I think we could all use a drink right now. Yes. Bazira will go up, grab his hand, like his finger with both hands, and say, I was just about to recommend that! We could all use an ale right now. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you all can absolutely find find a pub, find a tavern, find a bar, uh, and get some ale. Who uh, Does anyone have a name for this tavern? Oh, well, you used, uh, like, a generator before to make up a name oh, for a bar. that was a long time ago, yeah. I don't That's know how that we was. got the, what was it, the naughty kobold? <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was a very long time ago and it was glorious. It was pretty great. Um, this is uh, the Upper Reaches is the name Ooh, of this I like it. tavern. Weirdly, it's in Lower. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> False advertising. Um, yeah. Uh, it's oh. weird. Nobody ever comes in because they can't find it. Before we go, can we yell uh. down to the other miner? <laughs> We're going to Upper Reaches. Meet us there. It's just still falling. Just waves. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so we uh, we we time time warp and we find ourselves at uh, the Upper Reaches Tavern. You all have nice f- frothy ew, mugs of <laughs> ale, uh, and ew, I'm so sorry. I mean, and you're not wrong. Ale should I mean, be I, slightly frothy. I know, frothy. but it's such a gross word. <laughs> frothy. I blame Dan. Ooh. I blame Dan Savage. And all right, so the the drinks have been delivered, and and uh, I don't know. Go. <laughs> so Stu, so Stu is going to drink everything just in one one gulp. Uh, one gulp, slam it down, and just say, "Just keep them coming, keep them coming, please." <laughs> and the uh, the the bartender who is a um, who is a sort of they they are a well worn elf. It's not about how old this elf is. It is about what this elf has seen. <laughs> uh, they've just—they've been this—they've been the bartender here for a while, and uh, and and so she she's just nods and and, uh, and 
and keeps them coming throughout the throughout the evening. You had some, okay, uh, bud? You had some fancy moves out there. Yeah, do what I can. I couldn't have made that jump. Not it was amazing. many people could. Toss, toss. Toss, toss. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you don't mind me asking, did you go all the way down there to grab the token before coming yeah. to help us? Well, I mean, it seemed important. You were freaking out about it. I, honestly, I don't even know what that thing does. I just, you know, they give it to... <laughs> They give it to us at every shift and uh, say, hey, in case of emergencies, but nobody really took the time to explain it to us. Well, I'm really glad that I spent all that time going to get it. (laughs) 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 I mean, in the long run, it seemed useful. Yeah, yeah. What were you just... How are you feeling? I mean, I'm a little shook. Uh, As you can see, as I raise my hand and the the hand is still shaking a little bit. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. But a few more of these might steady me out, I think. Uh, Will you two both make me, real quick, will you both make me wisdom perception checks? Bizdira. 14. And Stu. Stu Lactite is going to get a 17. Stu, you, as you're sort of, you know, uh, taking deep breaths and and deep swigs, uh, you notice that a few people in the tavern seem to have noticed you all uh, and while it wouldn't necessarily surprise you that perhaps word has spread about what happened they seem to be uh, doing that very cliche thing of like pointing and whispering about this uh, this woman that you are with I can I can clearly say that it's about the woman that I'm with or is it just um, in our general vicinity? It's it's in your general vicinity. Uh, with the seventeen, I I think you maybe hear somebody whisper, "Is that her?" You seem to be drawing some uh, some attention here. I um, would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> now that I come to think of it, I don't recognize you. I mean, this place is quite big, and I don't uh, I don't I'm not pretending to assume that I know everybody. But uh, as I look. You um, look a little different. I would be honestly incredibly surprised if you recognize me because I'm not from here. I'm from the surface. Just roll it straight out, Bizdira. Yeah, what I do. You're a, you're a surface dweller? I am. I'm not what? from this island, but I came here to help. Uh, immediately, you see uh, the the body language has, has gone from sunken in and overwhelmed by what has happened to on a little bit on guard uh, standing a little bit more upright and look back, now now looking around at the area to see who is watching and who is looking over and she'll say listen you're don't don't worry I'm not here to harm anybody I'm not here to do anything I'm here to help like how did uh how did you uh, how did you get in here I mean we don't really have many surface visitors. I'm I'm aware of that, and I'm sure meeting me is highly unusual. <laughs> um, say that. Um, re- this year, I will say, because I don't know that this is a thing that you and I have talked about, uh, but but it is obvious to you and your friends that uh, news of the evacuation has spread, if for no other reason than there's a whole city worth of refugees here yeah. in the city, right? And they're all being housed and taken care of, and it's not its not a huge problem, but, like, it, it is very obvious. Okay. Um, then I will say I was part of the evacuation effort. I fought front lines to help the people get out. You, you fought... You fought for the people. Yes, against the devils that are threatening the islands. There's a lot of hearsay going around about these uh, refugees, and I don't really know if... Let's, you know what? Let's just say I don't really know if I believe what everyone is saying. Um, I understand. From everything I know, mm-hmm. with surface dwellers comes problems. 
dangerous. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call you a liar, but uh, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to, let's just say, hold my judgment. You did just save my life, so might as well give you the benefit of the doubt. Well, I, I appreciate all of that 100%. I, too, am generally fairly skeptical of everyone and anything. Mm. And at this point, she'll kind of pull her mask down. And she'll say, I wear this all the go? time. Oh my god, <laughs> Stu, doesn't, Stu, Stu doesn't have object, object yeah. permanence, so he's just like super confused. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, it's my, it's my flaw. Oh my god. It must have been really startling when the fourth minor reappeared in the yeah. bar. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. So she pulls I just it down. sort of love that idea for an NPC, though. That would be amazing. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be plus ultra if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and review. If any of you know what that's from, then you know what I've been watching lately. Anyway, we'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we are able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. If you have left us a review, or if you're going to leave us a review in the next couple of weeks, just be aware that it might be a while before we get those reviews read on the air. I like to read them with the whole cast present so that we can all express our delight and thanks at the review, and obviously, as you can tell, it's going to be a few weeks before we all record together again, so be patient. I promise we haven't forgotten about you. We also want to remind everyone that we do still have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on how the program works is on our Patreon page. Since this is the first episode of the month, we want to recognize all of those other Patreons that we are supporting through this program. We are patrons of Nat Rose, Taking Initiative, James and Tricasso, D20 Dames, I Need Diverse Games, Venture Maidens, Scott Buckley, The Broadswords, Tanya DePass, and Meeple Like Us. We are going to continue to give what small support we can to all of those creators, particularly right now, and we really appreciate all of your help in doing so. We also want to take a moment right now to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for allowing us to keep that program going by continuing to support us. Thank you to our honorary party members, Tanya, Sir Mox the Magnificent, Matthew Allen, and Shimmy Gangot, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Misty. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We want to thank Battle Bards for providing some of the fantastic music that you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library at battlebards.com. We also use some of Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can check out at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. And finally, on this week's music credits, we want to thank Kevin McLeod at incomptech.filmmusic.io for his thatched village music that we used at the beginning of this episode. As always, a list of all the music used and the artists who created those pieces can be found in the episode notes.
If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, the next two weeks are a great time to stock up. Here's why. As part of their efforts to support creators during this pandemic, the DMs Guild will be giving their percentage of product sales back to the creators for the next two weeks. So instead of 50% going to the DMs Guild for putting our stuff up and 50% to the creators for, well, creating, 100% of what you pay for any product will end up in the creator's pockets. Now, during that time, they are going to be suspending the affiliate program so that they can further support those creators. So you are welcome to use our links if you like, which you can find in the episode notes or on our website. But we, The Last Refuge, won't get any credit for it right now. We're more than happy with this setup, though, and we hope that you'll support independent and third-party designers right now. We also, of course, want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Finally, of course, this week we have to give one more enormous shout out and thank you to Nick Figueroa for joining us and playing Stu Lagtite in part two of Bizdira's split party episode. Nick obviously was a joy to play with, and if you like what you hear, you can of course catch him every other week playing Barty McFly on the Taking Initiative podcast. You can find that podcast wherever podcasts are downloaded on Twitter at TI underscore pod, or by going to their website, takinginitiativepodcast.com. You can also find Nick himself on the Twitters at at Nico Figs, that's N-I-K-O-F-I-G-S. And of course, just like last week, he wanted us to plug a show that he worked on that premiered a couple of weeks ago now called Mrs. America, starring Kate Blanchett, Uzo Aduba, Sarah Paulson, and many other amazing actors. You can find Mrs. America streaming now on Hulu. Okay, that is all the announcements for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay home if you can. And of course, happy gaming, y'all. So she pulls it down and says, I was raised in a different world. I was raised in a monastery. This mask is the only reason that I am where I am today and the person I am today. And she'll raise it at this point and say, most people never get to see my face ever my close friends do um yeah we had sort of forgotten that that was true of you because it's been so long since you've been around anyone but the four of us exactly i have chosen to show my face here to show everything to expose myself in some ways because i know for everyone down here it's hard to understand that there is a world outside of the world that you know that you were born into i like i said i came from a world not here I was brought to one of the islands as a messenger from a god who was my father. Now, my companions and I have learned a lot since we came to these islands. And one of the things that we learned is that there is this underground society. And you've kept yourselves hidden from the world above for many, many years. And what you've lost in that time is knowledge of what's going on on the surface and while for a lot of you it may seem to be a desolate countryside that is uninhabitable that is not the case but the case is is that there are forces threatening life on these islands and they are threatening peaceful ways of life 
We have fought these people. We have fought their devils. They're very powerful and we have fought them. And sometimes we've won and sometimes we've had to run, which is what happened with the evacuation. But that's not going to stop us from going forward. Now, my companions and I are here because some of your people have been willing to help us. And they have currently, they have been imprisoned because of it. Now, I want, what, what I'm looking for in the long run is to hopefully show you that surface dwellers are not against you. We're not here to hurt you. We're not here to do anything. We, if you don't want to come to the surface, that's fine. You don't have to. But what we're trying to accomplish on the surface affects the people underground as well. If these devils succeed in what they're doing, it doesn't matter how far down you go. Your way of life is th being threatened. And we need the help of those that are underground, that have been trying to help us and that are, are still trying to help us. We need their help to succeed in doing what we're trying to do in saving all of these islands and saving the people that live on these islands. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. However, what you see around you, everything that you've seen since you've been here, that's been my entire life. And it's been all of our lives for so long. I, I don't believe we will easily pass on those traditions and practices just because of fear. I understand you believe that whatever happened to the Northern Island will happen here as well, but I see no signs of that. This has been the safest place I've known for my entire life, and I'm not sure you're going to find a lot of people that'll choose to take up arms and fight with you. I don't... Yeah, I just... It, it's going to be tough. 100% understand. Just quick question. We are on the Eastern Island, correct? Yes, you're under, well, you're underneath Eastern Island, but yes. Would he Would he know Mox? No, probably not. Okay. I mean, um, there aren't a ton of, of Warforged miners anyway, uh, and most of the Enclave, and particularly the higher-ups like Mox mm -hmm. and the three leaders, uh, tried to keep relatively low profiles in their everyday lives anyway. Okay, and the Western Island is our island, right? The Western Island is your island, Okay. Yes. All right. So I say, I understand that. And I, I would never think to ask you to raise arms for me. That is 100% your decision if you ever wanted to join in on this fight. But what I will say to you is that when we first came to these islands, we came to the Western Island. And we met a lovely little kobold whose family and community also was underground. And while we were there... A band of orcs came to... They had figured out where the some of the openings were for the tunnels. And they came to destroy it. And with our help, we were able to fight off the orcs. And destroy, actually, some of their leaders. And in the long run, what ended up happening on that island was we found an Arcanium. We found a magical power source. And... What we've learned is that these power sources are the keys to unleashing a incredible beast upon the lands. Now, we were able to stop that from happening with that island. And 
the reason that we're here was to deactivate the power source on this island. When we came to this island, it was full of death and it was full of skeletons and creatures out of nightmares. And we were able to defeat that nightmare and deactivate the node and bring life back to this island. Your island was dying from the top down and it would have just come down further and further till it got into your area, into your living spaces, until everything was dead. And we managed to stop that from happening. And then we came and we saved people from the northern island to not be destroyed by these people. So while you might not see it affecting your world. It's not because it's not. It's because it just hasn't reached that way because we've prevented that from happening. And like I said, I'm not asking you to grab your weapons and come fight with us. What I'm, what I would hope that you will do for us is that in several days there will be a trial over those that have decided to interfere with the surface to help us in keeping these worlds safe and keeping these islands safe they are being punished and incarcerated for doing that and the fact is if you don't if if there is no help for us we're only four travelers but the help that we've gotten from these people have helped have made it so that we have been able to defeat these foes and if you want your world to be the way it is. If you want to be able to continue to still have the life that you have, we need their help. So while I'm not asking you to personally pull up your axe or your pickaxe or whatever weapon of choice that you have, I'm asking you to give the option available to those who want to. So at this point you see, um, I, as you were speaking, uh, Stu's demeanor has softened and is actually genuinely listening to you. Um, he seems a little bit less on guard. I don't believe that it's right to um, to imprison those that would just help those in need. I agree with you on that. My main concern right now is that in your attempts to save us, creating the inciting incident that ends up being our destruction. That is my main concern. That is, I can, and it, he's turning to the, the fellow uh, miners around him. I, d- I don't want to assume to speak for everyone, but that's, that's all of our concerns, is that the best course of action might be to do nothing. I don't know, I, I don't know what proof I would need, but it's a tough, tough decision to make. I understand. I have a question for DM. Would I have any scars from my death or from previous battles? Oh, oh your death? Absolutely what? Yeah, no, would. I died. Yeah. Um, you look, your, your midsection is a, looks like a pin cushion. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hold on to that one. I'm going to say I 100% understand you. 100%. And... Much like I said in the, on the Western island with the kobolds, they were living a very peaceful life and they were living underground, but that didn't stop the orcs from wanting to come wipe them off the planet. And what's happening is that devils are here to wipe everything off the planet. They want to unleash this beast and have ultimate power and destroy everything. And being underground is not going to stop that. 
it's going to reach as far down as here. And at this point, I'll start showing some of the scars and of battle with the orcs and say, you know, these are battle wounds that I have from these fights. These are scars of sacrifices that I have had to make in my life to protect what is good and what is wholesome in these worlds. And the fact that fate has brought me into these tunnels, into just facing you, to saving you and your fellow miners, the fact that fate has brought us to these positions says that we are all connected. And so if we ignore or just assume that things aren't going to affect us, even no matter where we are, seems irresponsible. And at this point, she'll lift up her shirt and show that her abdomen is just covered in stab wounds and say, I have already died for this cause. And I will die again to stop what is happening on the surface. Because if these devils succeed in what they're trying to do, it will not save you no matter where you are. It will engulf the entire world. And she'll sit back down. The showing of the scars definitely had the effect that you wanted. <laughs> Not just for Stu, but like there have been a few people at closer tables who have like gotten real interested in this impassioned speech from the masked woman. Uh, and there were a few surprised, hushed gasps when you revealed those. I, I silently think back at um, the images of these refugees having come recently. Uh, I assume that they are, you know, disheveled, you know, carrying whatever they have on them. Um, and I wouldn't have had much time to speak with any of them. However, just visibly uh, seeing that they have been through a lot and seeing uh, this this woman in front of me uh, talk about how she's died for these people really has... Um, convinced me. Wow, I mean, I t- <laughs> never heard of somebody dying for a cause and coming back and continuing it. I don't want to see evil take over this world. I lived on the Western Island for two years, and I built a family I never expected to have out of strangers who I never thought would break down my barriers as I said I normally wear a mask to cover my features to cover my emotions and to cover everything and with the last few years of my life I have grown comfortable expressing myself and and different things about my personality because they are my family And the people on the Western Island, the people on this island, the people on all of these islands are going to be just an extension of that family because we have taken it upon ourselves to be the protectors, to save you for the possibility of sure destruction because we've seen the evil that lurks out there. We know it through and through. We've seen it up close and personal. It is scary and it is... It's something that I don't want to see anyone have to deal with. And as I said, while I don't want to push anyone who doesn't want to fight into fighting, all I ask is that you give the people that are willing to help us a chance. 
and come to the trial and speak on their behalf that not everybody has to be isolated. Isolation just closes you off from the truth. And the truth is there is a lot of danger and a lot of evil out there. And if we don't stop it, it is going to engulf everything. Did you expect to turn Stu in, in like 20 minutes? You just nailed it. You just <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what to expect. What this? I'm so impressed. I, I have to tell you This is all. great. I feel like I should get a bonus point of charisma. <laughs> I, I'm going to seriously think about it. I, I'm going to think about it. I started this this whole thing assuming that I was going to give you a hard time with this. But everything uh-huh. you were saying, I'm just like, you are right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I cannot I... act somebody who disagrees with this. This is, like, really good. No. Now, now, Bizdira. Yes. You know what's going to happen when the rest of your friends hear these episodes. They're going to be like, what the fuck? You are going to become the diplomat from now on. And I'm going to say, <laughs> absolutely fucking not. They're going to pop Frosty's hat on your head. And that's, no, that's all she wrote. Here is why I can never be the diplomat. Because we record usually in the morning, right. Sunday morning. <laughs> and I have already had two glasses of wine and a rum cocktail. And this is why I am so <laughs> persuasive right now. So I cannot spend every time that we record drunk, although that would be fun. I mean, I can for the foreseeable future. Once the pandemic and everything is goes back to normal, then I need sure. to be a little bit better. But I can be smooth sometimes and persuasive. I, look, I know that, but Bizdira <laughs> has not shown that. And no, because she's very secretive, but she knows that she has to share. I, I, I mean, Stu, is there, do you, do you want to respond? I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, go I'm for go it. With, um, you know, not many people know this about me, but I had a brother and unfortunately I lost him because I didn't act. I just froze. And the way you're speaking to me now, I <laughs> I wish I had these words in that moment because I wouldn't have hesitated. I think that I've been the kind of dwarf that thinks a little too much before action and has grown comfortable in its in his surroundings and uh, you've you've moved me here I'll go to the trial I'll stand up for you I'll vouch for you Bizdir will while he's talking about his brother reach out and grab his hand just hold it and wait till he finishes and say I cannot begin to tell you how much I appreciate not only you telling me the story of your brother, but also believing in me enough to do this. This has been very hard for me to speak about these things, but to also show you, because I don't really know you, show you not only my face, but also my battle scars. But I cannot thank you enough for believing in me, believing my story, and understanding how important this situation is. We all make mistakes, we all hesitate, and now is not the time for hesitation. Now is the time for action. And I I hope that if nothing else, if you can 
help me gain the confidence of your fellow miners between what has happened today and between my story. I hope that we can bring more voices to the trial to say who wants to fight can fight and that they shouldn't be punished for trying to save the world. Stu turns to the rest of the miners and raises the glass. What do you say, everyone? They raise them right back up with you. Clink! <laughs> yes, Liquid falls. Zira is also mug up. <laughs> everywhere. Liquid falls Zira everywhere. everywhere. And she'll say, next round is on me. I have a lot of questions about where that money's going to come from, but I, <laughs> I will figure thing. it out. <laughs> uh, wow, that is, I think we're going to end it for this week. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Uh, be sure to listen next week uh, to find out who our next uh, player and our next guest is. Spoiler hint, our next guest is going to be one of our patrons uh, and we're very excited to have them on with us uh, starting next week. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at DNDLastRefuge. That's at D the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at DNDLastRefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what virtual cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign. A ginormous thank you to you, Nick. This has been such a blast. Thank you so much for joining us. I've had us. so much fun. This is amazing, guys. Thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you enjoyed. Well, have to do it again sometime. Definitely. I'm, anytime. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> awesome. I for sure will. Uh, and of course, thank all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bazira And Stu Lacte. Happy gaming, y'all. Hey everybody, no blooper that I could pull from the episode this week, so instead, I want to know who actually listens all the way to the end. If you want a free copy of the very first adventure that I ever wrote and published for 5th edition D&D, follow me on Twitter, at DMJazzyHands, and send me a DM with your email address, and I'll send you a free PDF copy. Happy gaming, y'all!